Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, good people? This is MC Till with everybody's hip hop label. Tune in to the Boom Bap Chat. Very excited tonight. We're gonna have a really good conversation. Before we introduce our guest tonight, I do wanna let you know that if you're in Cincinnati, uh, make sure you head on over to Pleasant Ridge and check out everybody's records. They got some dope vinyl, CDs, they have tapes. Yes, they still have tapes, other dope stuff, books about music. And uh, if you can't get here, you can just go to everybody'srecords.com and check them out there. Also, we're doing a lot of stuff. We got books. We got the podcast here. We're doing stuff on Clubhouse. We got the blog. You can check out all that stuff and more at everybody'shiphop.com. So check that out, please. So without further ado, we want to welcome our guest to the Boom Bap Chat. He has accomplished a lot. Uh, in his life and he's just getting started in some ways so we're going to talk about that and much more please give a nice warm welcome to our friend soul rack what's going on so rack how are you good man it's good to be here you know saying one love to everybody on the panel you know saying yeah, yeah. The mcs and artists and talent that's here tonight man i'm glad to be here yeah man glad to have you and as always we have our co-hosts we have profound what's going on profound What's good, man? What's good, Till? What's good, I.O.? Brother Soul Rack, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm just glad to be here, man. Thanks for sharing yeah, the glad to have you. Yeah, man. Good. We have I.O. Moss. I.O., how are you tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Peace, y'all. Peace, yeah. brother Soul Rack. Glad yeah. you're here. Yeah. Glad to have you here, brother. And in the background, we have Neville. Neville, are you with us? Can you hear our voice? Is yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good evening. Good, good evening. Brother. Good to have you with us, Neville. Uh, so, Rack, before we, we uh, jump in, um, I noticed one thing about um, on your website and mm -hmm. even in your name, that word, a specific word, soul. Mm -hmm. Can you just get, kind of give us a little rundown on what, what your name means and why that word soul is so significant to you? Well, basically, um, you know, if, if you look at the name, it's basically my first name backwards, which was Carlos, and then you add the U, and then I put an emphasis on the word soul because my music is about touching the hearts and minds of people, really touching their soul, mm -hmm. and so just making music that goes beyond the surface, trying to touch people emotionally and spiritually, you know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. That's why I call it in short, in a, if you want to put it, condense it all, it's just music for the soul. That's basically what I refer to my music as. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Speaking of music for the soul, uh, I'd like to do something on the Boom Bap chat where we just kind of check in on what we've been listening to lately. Yeah. Um, so what, what have you been listening to, you know, as you're driving to and from wherever you're going or whatever, man, uh, what's been know, in your speakers? You know, we talked about them earlier, but I got to bring them out again, man. That Master Ace, that, you know, that mm. album he did with Marco Polo, man, it's straight fire, man. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I'm really feeling that remix he did with, um, you know, Pat Bundy, that sucking place. It's one yes. of those songs that I gravitate to at this point in time because so much going on in the world and it's so relatable and it's just dealing with so many things that's happening right now. So it's one of them songs that I claim to throughout these different experiences we're going through in America right now. Yeah. Right on. That's dope. Neville, how about yeah. you, man? Uh, what you been listening to lately? A1 and Phonics. Yes. A1 and Phonics. Are you Not familiar with this? Are you familiar with this group, Soul Rack? A1 no, and Phonics? No, I'm not, but I definitely want to check them out. Yes, it's A1, A-W-O-N, and okay. Phonics. I think you'll really dig them because you know, talk about out. soul music. They're very soulful. So, yeah. Well, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah dope. I think dope. you'll like them. How about you, Ayo Moss? What you been listening to lately? I haven't been really like listening to music like that, but I watched that uh, documentary that um, K-1 
KRS One just came out with. Oh yeah. Uh, Soul. What is it? Uh, City Lights. Mm. Is it is it Soul Lights or City Lights? Well, I don't I'm know. Not sure. Did, lights. But yeah, it was it was amazing, man. Mm. Like it was it was amazing just to get inside, like his philosophy on things and yeah. like metaphysics and stuff like that. It was fire. It was fire. So yeah. I watched that. And then I, you know, because Neville told me to watch it, I watched <laughs> um, uh, the um, underdogs. Yeah. That was really, really good on Netflix. So I've been more watching things than listening to him said. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that's been like really, really great. Really dope, good. dope. Profound, how about you? I've uh, been listening to uh, some guy named Profound. A lot because uh, I'm oh. <laughs> yeah. this uh this EP that I've been working on that uh K Solo on me about. So um nice. yeah, I've been listening to a lot of pro lately, man. And and uh Master Ace too, uh Long High Summer. Yeah, so that's dope too. I, yeah. I, I keep that in rotation, that stays in rotation. Yeah. yeah. Well, since we interviewed um last week, uh Juggernauts MC. Man, that was dope. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Juggernauts lately, and Prince Paul. Okay, yeah, Paul. Prince Paul, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Rack, what what would what would you say is your favorite time period in hip hop music? Just as a as a oh, listener man. of the music, like if you had to pinpoint a year or two, Ooh. what would be your favorite? Oh man, you said a year or two. Or could I how long? How, how yeah, long? whatever, whatever, whatever time frame. Oh you man, want. at least at least eighty six to about ninety five. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll have to probably go ninety six because Big came out at about ninety five. Pop, you know, and him and Pop was going at the going at it real hard. But eighty six because I think about Run DMC, Rakim dropped yeah. around that time. Big Daddy Kane, it was just an explosion of creativity and lyricism yeah. at that point. So yeah, eighty six to about ninety six would probably be a good time period for me. Yeah, right on. What, what about you other guys? You, you have any any uh, favorite years in hip-hop? Man, he said 86 to 96. That's that's a dope era right there. It is. I don't have no I'm... argument against that. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight fire. Yeah. Yeah, I would say 86 too. I would say 86. I would probably go... I think I would go all the way to 2000 though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm, I think I really? go to 2000 because what 99 that was when most dropped that album. Yeah. 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 There was yeah. a lot going yeah. on in 99. Yeah. Yeah. I was at Loud too. again too. 99. Rockus yeah. was yeah. popping. Rockus was. Yep. Yeah. They were killing you know, it. 86. Killing I said 86 it. to 2000 for me. Yeah. Yeah. I said 88 to 89. What? Okay. Yeah. I mean, two years the year, but 88 to 89 is the, to me. UPMD's first album, Big Daddy Kane, yeah, yeah. Rakim's yeah. second thing. I mean, KRS One, My Philosophy. I mean, that year, 1988, is a dangerous year in hip hop. I mean, mm, that's true. Everybody's true. blueprint at that time was fierce. And then 89 for me specifically, because that's when I come into hip hop with the, mm. I think I still on the special ed, special ed, De La Soul's first album, EPMD's second album. But then when I went back and I listened to the year before, I was like, whoa, 88 was a serious year, man, for hip-hop, for sure. So, Rack, was there something outside of the the dope music that you were listening to that got you into hip-hop, or was it mostly just the music that that pulled you in? I mean, quite honestly, I was young back in the days, you know, and my uncle, he was the first person to introduce me to hip-hop, because one of the first records I remember is the Ha, the Ha. 
that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's dope. And then I heard Run DMC. And then I heard so many different variations of yeah. hip hop. You know, and, and of course, Grandmaster Flash. But my uncle kind of, you know, not intentionally, but I guess I don't know if it was done by mistake. But, you know, I just overheard it in the room. And I was like, yo, this is the type of music I like. So then as I continue to listen to it more, I just developed a hunger for it. Not only to listen to it, but I also wanted to write it. And that, before long, I started, you know, working on and then I became an MC. As over a period of time, just listen to that music just influenced me like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you come? Did you become an MC pretty young? Yeah, I started when I was like I started when I was like fourteen or fifteen. That was okay. the first time I really started spitting. You know, what I'm saying, I, me and my friend, you know, this was during the time that beatbox was still popular. We yeah. went to a studio and recorded a song doing beatboxing. You know, we didn't know yeah, what yeah. we didn't know what we was doing. We were just trying <laughs> to make music. We just glad to right. Do it right. But yeah, we went in. We just freestyled and did it. You know, we don't have, I don't have no, you know, records of it anymore, but just a memory right now. But yeah, that was my first experience actually going in the studio and recording and just doing music as a whole. But yeah, man, um, it started way back then. And was this in Orlando? Yeah, everything was done in Orlando. Yeah, everything. So, so what was like in, you know, 86 to 96, the, those albums, you know, that I'm thinking about like Kane mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, Public Enemy and Slick Rick and, you know, the Native Tongues, De La mm -hmm. Soul, like all that stuff coming out of New York City. What yeah. was the reception, you know, what was the feeling like, you know, from your perspective in Orlando? Like, was it getting love down there? Were they on some other stuff? Like, what was kind of the vibe from your perspective? Well, you know, it's ironic because I, I, I felt like it was getting love because that was the music that I was listening to. But mm -hmm. you know, the, the ironic thing about Orlando is that it is in the South. So you had your bass music, which was yeah. Magic Mike, you know what I'm saying? The, right. um, Luke Skywalker, Two Live Crew, which, you know, they did their thing. And you had you had competing voices. You had the, the bass rap, which is mostly, you know, the, you know, the hard bass sounds. And then, you know, the lyricism wasn't at the level that I would hear from New York. But, um, you know, but there were people like me who was captivated by the East Coast hip hop. So that's what I was doing. You know, I've been doing yeah. that from day one. But um, it was it was accepted. I think the biggest challenge was for people that was from the South that did East Coast hip hop. It was far harder for us to get love because we was being labeled as the ones that was from the South. So we didn't get that opportunity to really be heard as much, which that changed over time because you got people like DJ Nasty that's from Orlando and many others like DJ Khaled and him are real tight. So many others came over a period of time, but that beginning stage was real tough just to break through for people to really give you respect, you know, give put respect on your name because where you came from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's what it was like. Who would you say like coming out of Orlando or just, you know, Florida in general, like mm -hmm. captures that boom bap sound uh, to you in a way that you really appreciate? I think right now, the only person that I can kind of draw from probably would be DJ Nasty because okay. of production style and things of that nature. Um, I don't feel like Magic Mike did. I feel like he was good as far as cementing the Southern bass sound. Yeah, but I feel like if anybody would probably be like um, DJ Nasty, probably DJ Khaled because they ran in the same circle. So right. DJ Khaled was here when DJ Nasty was doing this thing. But if I would put it on one person, I would give that credit to um, DJ Nasty. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, we did, and I, I owe Profound Neville, um, if you all have something, jump in here in a, in a second. I want to ask this question and turn it over to you guys if you have something. But several months ago, we did this um, 
show where we, it was dedicated to the South. And we talked okay. about the South's contribution to hip hop mm. uh, with Marcel P. Black, which is a dope MC uh, mm. coming out of the South. Absolutely. From your perspective, what, what would you say are, you know, one, two, whatever the number is, what are the contributions, the significant contributions that the South, you know, brings to hip hop or has brought to hip hop over the years? Well, I say it bring a lot. I mean, you think about groups like Outkast, you think about Goody mm -hmm. Mob, yep, uh, yep. you think about a lot of artists that came from the South. I mean, they brought a different perspective that I felt wasn't heard before. I mean, right. they had the bass, but then you think about Atlanta, Atlanta killed it. I mean, Atlanta came out with some some very creative and talented guys that's still doing it today. I mean, I think about Andre 3000. One thing I liked about them, they weren't trying, like they were, they were artists that were coming from Orlando. They was trying to change the kind of fit with the East Coast culture. But one thing I like about Outkast that was so amazing about them and Goody Mob was that they stuck to their roots. They were like, hey, we from the South. You know, we like Cadillacs, we like Impalas, we like that, but yeah, we still can spit. So I admired that about them. And they talked about soul food and their soul and their experience. And so I admired that because they didn't change their identity to fit in. They just say, hey, you need, it. we bring it, we coming out, but we bringing you to us. So I just felt that was dope the way they did it. And then they had dope production by Organized um, organized Noise, I believe. Yeah, that's their name. Yeah, that's what, yeah. it was dope. Yeah, and to that point, uh, Derek Stevens, who's checking this out on, on Facebook, shout out to okay. you, also talked oh. about the style, the colors, the slang, mm -hmm. and he said the videos were a lot better too, coming out of okay. the South, so. Okay, yeah. that's, a, that's what Shout I out to Derek. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they had some dope stuff. Um, Absolutely. Neville Iomas, Profound, any, anything on your minds? Yeah, I want to, um, uh, Brother Sorek, I want to know, yeah. like, um, coming up down here in the South, what, and in the golden era, like, what was, what was, like, your open mic experience like? Or what, did you have any open mic experiences? Was it, was you, uh, were you in the battle circuit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, can you, can you get into any of that? Like, uh, if you was on the battle scene, what, what, what that was like down here in Florida? Yeah, basically what it was was that, you know, that's basically how I got into the, the more stronger aspect of hip hop because uh, what we would do at lunch, you know, is in high school, middle school and high school, we'll go, we'll go and form a little crowd and we'll battle rap. Like you get the best MCs and everybody just freestyle. That's when we freestyle back then. I ain't talking about pre-written raps. You would just say what was on your mind. Right. Spit like that. That's what I grew up in. So that's how we used to flow. We'd be like, okay. You know, you have a couple of things you want to say, but you have it pre-written. So we'll gather and go at it. And whoever's the best MC, whoever left was standing, that was the man. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm used to as far as battle rapping. And me and my boy, who I did the song with, where I said we were in the studio, we went and battled a lot of cats that was in um, our school. And that's how we got, got our respect, just like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we did it down here. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. I mean, for me, I would like to know, like, who are some of your influences to kind of sh help shape oh, man. your style of, like, emceeing and, you know, artistry? Like, who are some of the artists that you look up to? Oh, man, it's, 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 it'll be a long list, but I'll try to do a condensed version. <laughs> but, you know, definitely rock him as far as lyricism yes. and, you know, his style of, style of flowing. Um, you know, Public Enemy, I, I, I'll sing about Chuck D because he was a conscious, you know, he brought more conscious lyrics to the fold. Big Daddy Kane, who was dominant with metaphors, um, mm. you know, of course, Biggie, because he brought that, you know, that un, you know, that flow that was beyond no, the norm. And then Tupac, you know, I think he was, he was definitely influential because one thing I like about Tupac, 
He was the artist that could talk about anything. He could talk about, I'm going to put a cap in you, but then talk about loving a woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so that diversity was dope because it made me realize you can be an artist. You don't have to be stuck in the lane. You can do different things and still yeah. be effective. Right. And so I admire that about Pac. And Biggie, too. Biggie was different, yeah. too, because he's like talking about, you know, Juicy. But then he'll talk about, you know, give me one more chance. So all of these artists, their diversity, their talent, and their willingness to be different and not try to fall into the fold just to sell records, I think that mattered. And that mattered to me and made me realize being an artist that it's good to strive to be different. You don't have to be like yeah. everybody else because it's popular. You can right. be unique. You know, one of the things that we one of the reasons why we did that uh, down south show was because we, we realized uh, on our Facebook page, we had a lot of people that were, you know, hating on the south oh, wow. uh, for no apparent reason <laughs> other than the hate on the south. Yeah. So we thought it was important to bring to light, you know, the yeah. the, the, the importance of the south. Do you, did you ever experience that, like, you know, from other regions saying, ah, you're from the South and, you know, getting that slander from being oh, from yeah. the South? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you know, back in the days, people didn't want to tell nobody it's from Orlando. They'll say they're mm. from New York. Or, you know, if they lived in New York for five minutes, <laughs> Orlando for 20 years, they say I'm from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? That was just what it was because they didn't want to get refused or not get that open door. But I always felt like, you know, I say I'm going to come out, I'm going to represent where I'm from. You know, people like it, they don't like it. Because at the end of the day, I believe the music is standing against, I mean, stand the test of time. If you got dope music, people are going to like it whether, if you put dope music out. So I put, I let the music do the talking. If, if you disregard me because of my geographical location, then there's something wrong with you, not me. So that's how right. I You know what I'm saying? I just focus on making good music. That's my focus. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Talking like a true MC. You it's see, true you MC. MC. For real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. We don't be playing. Yeah, we just make music, man. And if you love it, you love it. I mean, at the end of the day, if I do 100%, I don't want to leave that booth until I gave it my 100. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't want to put a song out unless I give it my 100. If it ain't got my 100, then you ain't hearing it for soul, right? So that's how I feel. And you judge me by the music. If the music ain't good, hey, it is what it is. But I'm going to say I put my 100 in it. So that's how I leave it. You know so, speaking of your music, certainly want to uh, chat about your, your new project. Um, okay. Before that, though, what music did you did you put out music um, before you went into some other dabbled in some other uh, areas of music that we'll get into as well? No, the music that I'm putting out now would be my debut music. OK. You know, I waited for a while. I, I was, I started out before, but I never moved forward to the point of recording the album on EP because I got behind the scenes. I dealt with life and then I was like, yo, it's time for me to do something. I just felt the need to step up and put my music out there because it's like, one thing, it, it's like when you have that calling to be an MC or do music, it's hard to walk away from it. It's always yeah. going to be eating at you. You know what I'm saying? And so it ate at me for years. And then I just say, you know what? I need to go ahead and do this project. It's going to be do or die. You know what I'm saying? So I say, let me go ahead and put this out. This is the opportunity to do yeah. it. Started the label, and I decided, hey, let me go ahead and put the music out, and, it, and it's where we are right now. Yeah, and it, I read that you you've been in the music business for a little yeah. while, and mm -hmm. I, I read that you uh, did 
which I found fascinating that you promoted comedy shows. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Through Florida. How did you get into that? Like, were, did you do some stand-up comedy yourself? Were you fascinated by comedy? Like how did that, how'd you get into well, that? You know, it's an ironic story because, you know, I was working with one of my friends at, um, you know, Geico years ago. I didn't want to plug him, but I have to tell you what the place was. <laughs> and um, my man was like, yo man, you funny. Cause I used to make him laugh every night. He's like, yo man, you, you funny. So I was like, okay. You know, he's like, man, you need to do comedy. You know how your friends advise, oh, yeah. advise you to do things you shouldn't do. So one of the <laughs> things, you know what I'm saying? So I tried to do it. I was like, yo, this ain't for me, but maybe I get behind the scenes. So it mm. happened to be I was walking down in Tampa one day. One of my mans, he, you know, who I, who became a man, my boy, he was doing a comedy show. He's like, yo, come check it out. He just gave me a fly. I said, all right, check it out. And I saw what he did. I was like, yo, he need to work on a few things. Maybe we can work together. And from me working with him, we linked up. And then from there, that's where it all popped off. I just started doing comedy and was able to book some big acts, you know what I'm saying? And oh, wow. um, bring some people down, like Arnaz J, worked with, um, you know, had an opportunity to work with Ricky Smiley, um, mm. you know. And not only that, even comedy, I mean, I did um, some shows too. Like I worked with Chuck Rock before. I had a nightclub at one time. So we had um, Slick Rick there, you know what I'm oh. saying? Biz Markey. So yeah, I had a chance to be around the behind the scenes. It was a yeah. beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful thing. That's really cool. I'm I'm so fascinated by comedy, especially stand up yeah. comedy. Did did yeah. you try stand up comedy a little bit? You said you you tried about a little five bit. minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> about five minutes, and I realized real quick this is not something you need to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I gave it my good five minutes, and that was about it, man. I was like, yo, I better get behind the scenes. I'm gonna be smart about this. One thing in life, you need to know what you can do and what you yeah. cannot do, and that's just something I couldn't do. So I stuck. I stick to what I'm good at. I'm good at doing music. You know, I'm a businessman behind the scenes, but yeah. they come and it's not me, but I'll promote the hell out of it though. Yeah. That's cool that you tried it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in life you should try things just to see if you can do it or not. It's better to try something and say, I failed at it for trying than not try it at all. And then wonder for the rest of your life. You know I, yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that's yeah. very, very wise. I remember yeah we would do, I was doing these shows with a buddy of mine named Wonder Brown, and we would okay. do these skits okay. on stage. And they, they were meant to be funny and engaging. And <laughs> I remember thinking, oh man, I could do stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. So one night at the sound check, there was like, you know, maybe five people there. I was like, I'm gonna give this a shot. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna do some stand-up comedy for the, for the mic check. <laughs> it didn't go that well, but I laughed. <laughs> And my buddy Wonder Brown was cracking up, but the jokes were awful, but, um, and nobody laughed except for the two of us. But I learned my lesson just like you, that, that stand-up comedy is not not for me. Yeah, we had our five minutes of fame. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you probably had more people watching you though. I had like, you know, there was like five they, people. I think they was watching me when I leave. They wouldn't watch <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it was, it was cool because you know, I don't regret the experience because through that experience, I met a lot of um, comedians in the game that was high on the level. Like, yeah. um, you know, um, we did a show with, um, I can't think of his name right now, but, you know, it, it was real cool. You know, we was in the back getting a smoke on what's have you, but he was real cool. But what I learned from doing the comedy business, it made me understand how to do the music business because mm. it made me understand that whenever you do business with people, always make sure you pay them their money make sure you honor your word if you can say you're going to do something do it yeah. because your reputation is the biggest thing you can have in the comedy game and mm. if you do dirt do people dirty it's going to come back on it because one thing yeah. about comedians they talk to each other so they gonna say, Yo, don't work with that guy man he's right. business and you get yeah. shut out you know what i'm saying i knew a guy who did that but see one thing i always practice like 
you know, I'm going to make it real quick. But one thing I learned was that, you know, there was comedians where shows didn't go the way I wanted them to go. You know, we ain't had the people or whatever. But I paid them all their money, though, because at the end of the day, I was like, I'm going to want this guy again. And I don't want to kill that relationship for no $6,000, whatever it is. I eat that because it's more important to build a good relationship. Yeah. In the long run, it's going to be somebody I might want to work with again. And that never failed me. And that's my philosophy of business is that if I mess up, they don't make sure you eat because it ain't your problem. My mistake. I'm going to eat my mistake, but I ain't going to make you pay for it. So that's just my philosophy in business, man. I do that with everything I do. I always try to make sure I communicate effectively and I make sure people get paid what they worth. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they get paid. That way, no problem. Yeah. That's That's what's up. Yeah. You're dropping gems. That's that's wisdom too right there. Yeah. Yeah. Some hard learned lessons, but yeah. <laughs> I don't want nobody else to go through it. I'm trying to teach, you know, educate yeah. what I can, man, or share what I can, rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Before we jump back into the music and talk about your new project a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I, I am curious to know your thoughts and everyone here, your thoughts on this uh, idea of a hip hop golden age. You know, uh, Sorak, you talked about 86 to 96. Mm-hmm. Uh, profound, you took it up to 2000. Neville just gave us a year and a half. It's all good. Um, what do you think that in this current day and age, you know, in 2021, the last several years, mm-hmm. do you think there's a, you know, do you think there's a, another hip hop golden age happening in our midst right now? I think we're on the cuffs of it because you look at the music people are making. I mean, if you, you know, I know a lot of people seeing, like we talked about a moment ago, drill, you're seeing the mumble rap and all of that. Yes, that's prevalent. But if you look overseas, because my focus right now, as far as my music, I'm really pushing a real, make a strong effort overseas. That's where most Mm. of my people are. That's who I'm doing some music with overseas, people from overseas. But overseas, man, they loving hip hop. Like, like they loving that golden era hip hop. I mean, over there, they got, they got guys over there beatboxing in the Netherlands. You know what I'm saying? They're doing beatbox battles. They're doing their breakdancing. They, they, um, you know, there's, um, they love that old school hip hop. They loving that golden era hip hop. So I feel like we're on the cuffs of coming back to where yeah. we were before. Although we may hear it a lot in America, but overseas, man, it's killing it right now. It's where it's set, man. Master Ace is touring over there. You got Ja Rule the Damager touring over there. Donald D touring over there. A lot of old school guys from the 90s that was killing it, were killing, still killing it, but they killing it overseas right now. Yeah. That's what he said, man. For real. And I think J. Rude the Damager, he live in Germany now. Yeah, he does. He's he living does. there, you know what I'm saying? So, yep, yeah, Mr. Funky. Mr. Funky yeah. live in Paris. I mean, wow. Paris. Yeah, my, my people know him personally. Yeah, he go okay. to their house every now and then. So, right. you know, he over there, uh, Donald D, he goes back and forth. A lot, right. of, a lot of guys over there, man, they killing it right now. We'll no see. doubt, no doubt. Chuck D yeah. over there all the time, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Chris too. KRS1 is over there yeah. a lot too. Yeah. You, you mentioned it's on the cusp. Do you think there's, there's something that needs to happen to just kind of push it a little bit? Well, I think what has to happen is that we need more platforms like yours. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of the radio DJs that have the power to let people hear music, they need to put it out there more. Yeah. I mean, music can only travel based on the outlets it has. I mean, if we if we snuff it out or shut it out, then people can't hear it. You know, streaming is a good possibility, but the major radio stations need to give it a platform as well because there are a lot of people that have streaming services. They have different platforms that are spreading the music but the major radio stations have to give it that play. And we don't need to wait on them because that's the power of the internet. Right. That anybody can create a podcast or anybody can create a show and create an outlet for the music to be heard. 
but we need, but as we continue to do it, we're going to influence them because who made, who controlled, who control what is being played? The people, the people, they control what's being played because they can say, Hey, I want to turn, watch it, listen to this radio station no more. I don't want to check this out. I'm going to go ahead and check out what these guys doing on the boom bap chat because yeah. they bring in the real hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that can influence it over a period of time, but we just got to keep doing what we got to do. And then, you know, demand affects what's being played. It's all about demand. You know what I'm saying? Why yeah. you think humble rap is popular? People buying it. That's what right. the record labels care about. They care about where that money coming from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just speaking truth. Yeah, oh, for sure. Profound, Neville. Absolutely. Iomas, your thoughts on a current hip-hop golden age and what we need to do to advance it? Do we need to do anything? I mean, because if you if we do, if, if we intentionally do something, it won't happen organically. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think the original, what we call the golden era, happened organically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anything anybody was doing, you know, doing anything to like force it a particular way. It just kind of, you know, it's kind of like when when Rakim came with check out my melody in '86. Like, it was like, what do you mean you rhyming sitting down? You know what I mean? But when you <laughs> listen to check out my melody, it don't sound like he's sitting down to me. No. Right. But you know what I mean? But it's just the, it's just it's it's organic. So I don't know if we really need to do anything besides. Um, you know, like we had the conversation about the gatekeepers where yep. we just continue to do what we do. You know, right. I like, you know, Sorak, Till, Neville, you too. Like, like he said, like the boom bap chat and even outside of that stuff that we do and everything that we do still kind of contributes to what's going on. So that's mm-hmm. something that's just going to happen organically. And if we just continue doing what we do, like we'll, we'll witness another what we call a golden era. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I definitely agree that it, it should happen organically. Uh, but definitely, I feel like the, the paradigm was shifted intentionally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just shifted from, from where it was, like from consciousness to, to where it is now, where cats just, you know, could say whatever they want. But um, I think that was, what, that, was, that was like a huge part of the golden era is that a chunk of the golden era, whether you go from 1986 to like 2000, there was a portion of that where it was like flooded with consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of artists that was like trying to politically orient us, you know, where we were in in, in our community. And um, I like one of the um, things that Wise Intelligence said from Poor Righteous Teachers, he was oh, like, yeah. you know, we were, we were going to see Farrakhan speak as opposed to going to a strip club. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, that's where we were. You know what I'm saying? Like raising the consciousness or raising the awareness. Um, but um, but yeah, I think it's gonna take like mentoring. Um, I think mentoring is a huge part because I think young people not being exposed to like the golden era, I think like that needs to be, I think that needs to be more prevalent and upfront. You know, letting young people hear, like listen to Rock Kim or listen to KRS one. Um, cause I've, in my experience, when I like expose young people to that, they'd be like, man, this is dope. Like how come I don't, you know, they not play this. They don't play this on the radio. Um, or, you know, how can I get more of this? You know what I'm saying? So I think if we like offer them, expose them to, to artists that's still doing that sound, I think it will shift the paradigm too. shift the paradigm back to where it was. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my thought. Dope. 
I think it's starting to. Yeah, I think so. I think it's starting because, you know, there's a, man, there's a whole, uh, like, not even, I don't even want to say genre, but it's a whole group of YouTube, young YouTubers that, you know, do reaction videos to golden era hip hop. And to see their reaction to it. Yeah. Makes me continue to keep watching them. And we're talking about, you know, young, you know, yeah. teenagers that are, you know, listening to um, I Ain't No Joke for the first time and right. seeing their reaction and seeing them be as, as as excited as I was when I first heard it. Right. So we, we right there. We yeah. right there. And, and you can tell that they're doing like nobody's pushing them to do that. Right. They're doing that on their on own. Their own. Absolutely. And, and and actually taking comments like yeah y'all tell me what I what I should be listening to and they actually giving real you know authentic reviews of what they think about it you know what I'm saying and 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 you can tell that they're young some stuff they don't understand the references and whatnot but just the fact that they even going back to look at that mm. shows that it's already started yeah it's yeah, already it. started yeah yeah for sure I agree. So, Rack, are there artists that you appreciate today that are, you know, artists that are releasing music today that you appreciate? Yeah, I mean, Charlie, uh, Talib Kweli is one of them. Um, you know, we talked about Chuck D. I mean, I got to mention him again, Master Ace. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of artists that I'm feeling right now. I mean, you know, I even like some of the Southern rappers. I could get with Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? I'm just being real about that. I mean, I think lyrically he's okay. I mean, I'm not really into that you know, the gangster type rap scene, but I respect what he says and what he does, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, there are a whole lot of them I like. I just, those, but I, but to be quite honest with you, when I'm really like in my good, when I'm in my mode and I'm chilling, I always go back to that nineties, man. I just keep calling me, just like Pookie said, they keep calling me, calling me, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I do, man. But I respect a lot of hip hop out there, but yeah. when it comes to music that really like take me to that next level, I just go back, man, unless I grab one of them cats that came from that era. But I usually just go back in that 90s. I put that Pandora on, man, that 90s hip hop, man. I just go, <laughs> I just escape, bro, mentally. Yeah. You know, in another world. But yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I like that approach that you, you know, you like what you like, you resonate with the music you resonate with, but you yeah. still respect other people, you know, for doing their thing. Of course. Do, do you feel yeah. like, you know, I hear all the time, you know, this divide in hip hop, that there's an ageism in hip hop. There's this gap between the old heads and the younger heads. Do you enter into any of those conversations or think about that at all? Or do you think it's just overhyped and blown out of proportion? No, I don't because, I, you know, it, it's just like one of those things that I see, like people giving their top 50 MCs, you know what I'm saying? It's just not one of those things that I really entertain because at the end of the day, I think that kind of comes down to an opinion. Like nowadays, they, you know, they want to say that there's an expiration date on a rapper or MC, you know, but they never say that about reggae artists. They never say that about rock and roll artists. They never say that about blues singers. I mean, you got some blues singers got one foot in the grave and one hand on the guitar and they still doing it. But when it comes to hip hop, they like, well, you 50, you need to stop rapping. So I don't really get in those kind of conversations because I don't feel as relevant to the movement. You know what I'm saying? But people can have them. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't get in the top 10 rappers. I mean, I got personally who I think it is, but I ain't gonna put no list out and try to say my list is better than your list. I feel like, you know, music is music. Let it be what it is. You know what I'm saying? I like what my man Profile said about let it be organic. I think we just need to let music take us where it need to take us. We just go with it from there. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I like that. And, and I like saying, you know, 
this this is my list of the top 10 favorite MCs. These are my favorite MCs. And here's yeah. why these are my favorite MCs. And I think that's a more interesting conversation than saying, yeah. this is why these 10 are the best. Yeah, you, exactly. Exactly. Like, well, subjective, you know. You know, because in my opinion, you got Master Ace on there, it ain't the top 10. But that's just my You know, if they right. got Rakim, it ain't the top 10. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if it ain't got, you know, so that's my opinion. But that's, but again, that's my opinion. But the problem I have is that people feel like if I say these are the top 10, everybody else got to agree. No, I don't right. have to agree. Yeah. You got your opinion, I got mine. So that's that. Right. Yeah, you know what definitely. Saying? Yeah. For sure. I I, th I definitely think we're in the, the midst of a hip hop golden age. And I think it's different mm -hmm. now because I think you kind of have to tune into it a little bit more. Like back in, you know, 86, you know, through the 90s. It was like if you turn on the radio that played hip hop or you tuned into you know MTV raps or the basement or whatever, oh, like yeah. they were playing the classic stuff because that that yeah. there was, you know, you talk about the whole idea of gatekeepers. There wasn't a million songs being, you know, put out every month. You know, there was there was a few in the gatekeepers that knew what they were doing and knew the music they would, yeah. you know, put through the dope stuff. And now it's like just with the proliferation of music, it's just oh, everywhere. And like you have to sift through it to find the really dope stuff. And if you don't spend the time to do that, or if you don't find an outlet that does that for you, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you might just throw your hands up and be like, oh, this is just all garbage hip hop. There's nothing good out there, but there really is in my opinion, you know? Yeah, you brought up a good point because I think what the problem is today is just so much, it's just an oversaturation of music. I mean, it's guys I know, they make an album every month. I'm like, why are you making an album every month? I mean, if nobody ain't buying the last one, why are you making another one? You know what I'm saying? That's just my <laughs> opinion. But I'm all about, you know what I'm saying, making where music is sacred. You know what I'm saying? You put it out, you take your time, go in the studio, make some dope music, put it out. Why put out 50 songs that's okay when you put out 10 dope songs? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just feel that's just a better method of doing music. But I know there are guys who... Every month they got an album. I'm like, you know, what happened to the last two albums you put out? And I ain't against people making music. You should make music. I just like being strategic. You know, I'm just, I just believe in being strategic with your music because I feel like if you make people hungry for your music, they're more apt to buy it versus just putting music out every time. And you're like, okay, well, I heard that before. If it ain't something different, you know. Right. And I think, I think they're, you know, I think their, their calculation is, you know, content is king right now in social media. Like if I can just bombard people with putting out music every week, every month, you know, I will attract, you know, a few more ears every month. And so I think it's, it's strategic. And I think it works to some degree. Like, I think it depends on which ears it hits. Like some people are like, yo, that's too much. I can't process that. And other people are like, yo, this is dope. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. You know? So I think it really just depends on the listener. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, there's, you know, quality over quantity is, you know, my motto, but some people are, you know, throwing out quantity over quality and, you know, it's just yeah. a different way to go about it, I guess, you know? And I, I just I missed know. that. I missed that time where you waited for a De La Soul album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a try, it took three years mm -hmm. or four years. Like today we in a microwave age, like uh, yeah. Taiwan, my brother Taiwan call it bacon. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like we, we, like we baking in the microwave age. Like, mm -hmm. like we ain't gotta keep putting stuff out like like popcorn, like pop, you mm -hmm. put putting stuff out. Uh, let's when you bake stuff, you giving it time for the seasoning to settle into the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like and it shows growth too. Like, like, you know, like 
you live life and then yeah. put out music. I think that's what Tribe and them did yeah, um, back in the day. And don't let the times dictate the pace of you putting out music. That's just my, that's how I look at it. No, I agree yeah. with you on that. I do wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I also think that there's, there's an art to the marketing of the music. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that when you make art, you should make art and mm -hmm. not think about who's going to listen to it, right. what they're going to think. I feel like it should be pure. That's just my own personal thing. Like Mine just too. make the art that is inside you yeah. that's pure and authentic to you. But then mm -hmm. after you've created it, then like you don't need to put it out, sit with it, figure mm -hmm. out who is going to like it, where are those people living, how am I going to get it in front of the ears? And so I'd like to kind of move into a conversation about your, okay. your new um, okay. project. So, right, because I feel like All you're right. doing that. Like, I feel like you're, you're releasing singles. You're like giving people a little bit of the story and like leading up to it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm just curious to know, like, when you, like, is the, I would assume the project is recorded and finished, but maybe it's oh, not. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I, mean, I got, yeah, I got a total of six songs for the EP. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, and so like, what was your thought process behind like the recording of it and okay. how long you're sitting with it and when you're gonna release it? Like, can you speak to that? Yeah, I definitely can speak to that. Um, the EP is called Soul Ploitation. Basically, it's a play on two words, soul, which is, you know, part of my rap name, Soul Rack, and then Ploitation, like black ploitation, um, which is more like exposure or exploitation. Uh, so it's basically saying I'm exposing my soul to the audience. That's basically what the concept is behind the EP. And so that's why the songs that are on there are different songs. They talk about a host of different things. Uh, specifically, you heard a few of them, one being Blackface, um, Belly the Beast, which deals with mass incarceration, culture slipping deal with relationships on how a woman and a man should be and how we can live up to our ideal self. And then I got a few more broken pieces and, and you know, so on and so forth. So the, the idea is to get the EP out. Hopefully I will have it out by the end of this month. That's the, that's the, the date in mind, uh, but I just want to make sure everything is right before I put it out there. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely completed. In fact, I'm, getting, I'm starting to work on my second EP as a matter of fact, right now as we speak. But yeah, I'm definitely ready to put it out and uh, give it, put it in the ears of the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dope, dope. Yeah. And I'm curious to know on the, uh, I think it was Belly of the Beast, you had Craig okay. G on there. Absolutely. How did, did you, have you known Craig G? Like how did that I ain't gonna even lie out. to you. I wish I did know the brother. <laughs> but I ain't like profile. He got them connects like that. But uh, yeah, I met him. Um, I actually connected with him through the producer, Big Bob, which is from Canada. Mm. He connected us and uh, he got on the track and then my man BBS Berber, which is with Duck Down Music, which is uh, the label ran by um, with Smith and Wesson. So yeah, he yeah. got on there. Man, him linked up. We we cool right now, man. Uh, me and um, BBS Verbal. But yeah, all of them got on there. They dropped their verse. I dropped mine, and we created that magic, man. And we're just fortunate to have them two on there. You know, what I'm saying. But I give shout out to Big Bob on making that happen. And, and can you tell the people about Big Bob because he's been around uh, yeah. doing things? Can you let the people know about him, the producer of this? Yeah, EP? yeah. Big Pop, Big Bob been around for a minute. He's based in Canada, but he's been doing. He did a lot of dope music with. Uh, matter of fact, he got an EP out with Craig G. Uh, mm -hmm. that's out right now he worked with a lot of notable people rusted jokes um he worked with um just a few i mean some cats from canada as well i don't know if you ever heard of rick lee but he's dope i mean that guy's dope man um he's just been doing music for a minute and i think it's time for him to get his due because um yeah. he's been showing love as far as giving people a platform through the music that he's producing but i think he's now starting to get his due and i'm glad that he was able to work with me on this project 
and I look forward to doing some more work with him in the future. Right on. How'd you hook up with him, being that he's up, up in Canada? Was that an online thing? No, well, yeah, because my partner, uh, my friend, uh, which is part of my label, Issa, I always got to talk about her because she's the one connected me with everybody. Uh, she actually knew Big Bob because she was connected to his uh, wife and they had a long-term relationship. And so she just connected me with Big Bob and we just started working with each other based on that connection. And from there, we just started making music. That's simple, dope. to be honest with you. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. So with this, this EP... Uh, what would you say would be like um, the 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 goal? Like, what do you want people to walk away with? You know, as they listen to the CP. Well, I hope that they can do at least three things. One, they can be inspired, uplifted, and then on top of that, make them more aware. Mm. Um, we talk. I, the reason I say that because Bell and Beast is dealing with mass incarceration, bringing attention to how that's affecting not only because I'm a person who experienced it from my father being locked up, but you know, saying never got out, but it's just one of those things that making people aware and blackface is another song about making people aware because a lot of people don't realize that how bad it is and what our perception is of it. And as well as broken pieces, which deal with child molestation, deal with um, domestic violence and deal with a person that dealing with suicidal tendencies. So I just try to deal with some real issues because we live in the real world. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I feel like I wouldn't do justice if I just talked about you know, going to the store and going to the strip club because there's more to life than that. You know what I'm saying? There are those who do it. You know, I did it too. I ain't gonna lie. I did my thing. But at the end of the day, I feel like the world that I live in and the world that I want to leave behind for my sons and my, my son and my daughter, I have to address those things that may confront them one day or something that their friends might experience or come to know when they grow up to my age. So I just felt the need to move in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Man. Um, I.O. Profound, any, anything on your minds? I think that's dope. I mean, yeah. you know, being a being a parent, especially being a father and, and, and an MC, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have a responsibility. My son is watching right now, my nine-year-old. Oh, shout shout up, out to son? Elijah. What's up, Elijah? <laughs> All right. Watching right now, so. <laughs> my son um, is nine, too, by the way. They, they pay attention, man. They yeah. pay attention. Yeah. And um, it's important, you know, it's important that, you know, that I represent who I am so because you know they pay they paying attention and mm-hmm. and besides that like that's the future they're going to be taking yeah. over so um definitely I appreciate the fact that you know anything that your goal is to put out something positive mm-hmm. and that that's always a plus especially in this world and in this day and age Word, man. Yeah. my son is nine too just like yours oh wow oh that's yeah. what's up yeah, yeah. that's good Pro- profound what'd you say your son's name was Elijah. Elijah. Okay. What's oh, up, Elijah? I, I love his comments. I love your comments, Elijah. Why isn't my dad talking? Yeah. Word. Elijah, thanks for watching, man. Really yeah, appreciate thanks. you watching. Thanks you know, for tuning in. Yeah, you got a dope dad. Dope yeah. dad. Um, cool. So well, we're excited uh to check out this EP, whether it comes out later this month or not. You know, okay. gotta get your yeah. things in order. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I get it to you guys, man, for real. Right on. Thank you. And then you, you mentioned yeah. you're working on another project beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. I got a couple of projects working on uh, right now. I got uh, one to work with my man, DJ Merciless, who's down with the moon crickets. Um, and they did some things with uh, Ghostface Killer. So he's working on a new EP. Mm. Um, and then I got like, right now I got a couple, I got another project I'm working on with a guy that's in Morocco. He got some dope music. So he and I working together on an EP. 
So I got that and working with a guy from the UK. Uh, he's producing some tracks for me. And then I got my man up in uh, who I did the song with, um, called The Slipper. Hey, man, he wants to do work on a project for our group called King's Gambit. And my man Capers, he has an EP that we're working. Well, we're getting ready to put it out. It's um, City of Souls. And that's like a kind of like a trip hip hop type track, you know, something different just to try yeah. something. Yeah, so we're gonna drop that. All right, so you busy, busy man. Got a lot of man, stuff coming. Yeah, more than I wanted to be, but hey, you know, you got to go with you got to go where you got the energy, man. Because I, yeah. you know, like they say, you know, I live now, I die later. So my way get go. It done where I can, you know. So yeah. It, something else I wanted to ask you about that I read. Um, mm-hmm. What was your connection with Kali, the artist Kali Ranks? Oh yeah, me and him met uh, through an artist that I was working with one time, and uh, me and Kali been uh, we connected through that and we've been cool ever since man cali um you know he's killing it on that reggae scene i'm part yeah. of the label as well which is a femi music uh so i definitely you know i'm definitely tied in with them but you know they just showing me love and saying yo they let me do my project right now let me get deep into it but yeah we we definitely kill, we definitely cool man and, and staying connected on everything you know I mean? yeah so are you into reggae music oh man yeah i well, mean man that's where it's set right now i mean you got <laughs> I mean, I would love to do a track with Damon Marley or Caperton or Sizzler, man. Those guys are killing it right yeah. now. That's where that's where that, that's where some country's music coming from right now, too. Man. Those guys doing it over there. Buju Bonton always loved yeah. the man before he got locked up and when he came out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So yeah, we I got much love for the for because I feel like right now, them guys right now, they killing it right now, man. Yeah. Them guys doing it, man. I don't think yeah. they get the they don't people don't see it like they should, but them guys killing it right now. Mm-hmm. I would love to work with one of them. Without yeah. a doubt, without yeah, a doubt. Sure. Io Neville. Yeah, yeah same gotta, here, gotta, man. Yeah. Like Sizzla Kalungi is like my favorite artist of all time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to my brother Neville hooking me up with the with the picture to inspire me. You know what I'm saying? A Sizzla nope. performer live in New York. Like, yeah, yeah Sizzla is it. And you know, like nope, you said, man. like Damon, Damon Marley, um, all the Marley, Ziggy. Yeah. Damon, yeah. You know what I'm saying? All of them and and Capleton and Luther yeah. Fire and yeah. yeah, the list go on and on, man. Like I, I agree with you. Like yeah. when I want to hear like something that they're talking about, the consciousness, I go to dance all for real. Yeah. They killing they, it. Bro. They killing it, bro. Like I agree, 100. Beast, man. All them guys yeah. are beasts. You know, yeah, um, I can't. I might not say his name right, but I think it's Kabaka Pyramid. I think that's how you say his name. But that guy. He's on a song with my man Merciless. They got a song called Rack of, Rap, Rap Apocalypse. Yes. They got like a whole bunch of artists on there and they got reggae mm-hmm. artists on there. And man, when that guy Kabaka Premier came out, oh my, he killed it, man. Wow. That guy is dope, boy. I, wow. I knew he was dope on his previous records, but when I heard him on that track, I was like, yo, this guy is fire, man. What Word, is his man. name? What's his, his name? name? It's, it's like K-A-B-A-K Pyramid. It's like okay. Kabaka. That guy is dope, man. For word, I mean, Caperton is dope too, but that guy, oh my man, you know, I, you know, I hate them, you know, I, I know this show is talking about my music, but I got to give credit when credit is due. That guy right there is raw, bro. Wow, raw. Yeah, I get love, man. Up, man. I, you know, I ain't no hater, man. I like to see people make it, bro. I try to yeah. show love when love is meant to be shown. Same, yeah, same. That's how you win, bro. Like the last five minutes, uh, last five minutes, MC Tiller's tuned out to this conversation. He'll be back shortly, though. But um, <laughs> Word up. um like you said, Kabaka Pyramid. Yeah. I would say also Papa um, Lucci. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dre Jacques Island. Cure. Dre Island is nice. Chronics. 
Chronics. Chronics. You yeah. know your stuff, Soul Rock. You know your stuff. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got all Levy Barrington, man. All of dudes, man. Those dudes raw, man. Oh, Soul Rock. We need, we, need you on, we need you on Clubhouse, Soul Rock. I got some rooms to put you in, some reggae rooms. <laughs> Let's do it, bro. I'm ready. You don't know? I'm already there. Just give all me All right, then we no more. I got you. I got the rooms. Let's for do you. it, man. We have sound clashes and everything in there. Let's go. Hey, that dude is very Boom, bop. I know. Yeah. Let's go, yeah, bro. Yeah, Neville is Barry Gordy, man. Yeah, that's what it is, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I you know, when, when I saw that you were, uh, you know, had that connection with Cali Ranks, I thought, oh, yeah. okay, this this is going to resonate here in the Boom Bap chat for sure. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Cali's dope, man. Cali's been doing his thing, man. He got an EP out right now. He's working on some more music, man. But oh, dope. dope, man. You know, I give credit where credit is due. Well, right on. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, um, you guys have anything, any other questions, any thoughts before we go into our one word segment and um, pose probably one of the hardest things that Solrak will ever do in his life? <laughs> no, let's put, let, no, let's put the pressure on him. Let's put the put, pressure on him. Putting the pressure on him? All right. Let's put the pressure on him. Let's put it on. Okay. There we go. So here, here's how we do this activity. I, I will okay. show you an album cover, and I'll say the name for those folks listening to the podcast. Okay. And uh, you just tell me the one word. Okay. That, that comes to mind. Then we can talk about it if you want, but All right. just one word that comes to mind when you see the great adventures oh, of Slick Rick. Amazing. That's amazing. it. Amazing. Cool, cool. All right. And I can elaborate if I need to. Yeah, go ahead. You can elaborate on that. Yeah, you, we can talk I about mean, it. One of the greatest storytellers of all time, man. I mean, you mm. know, that's I, I didn't mention him earlier, but that's one of my influences as well because I I like to, you know, tell stories in my rhymes as well when needed. Yeah. But yeah, man, amazing, man. I think he changed the landscape when he came out with that that album, man. I just think he did. That's why I said that. All right, Follow the Leader by Eric B. and Rakim. Oh my God, man. Out of this world. Well, I don't know if that could be one word, but I'll try out to make this... it one word tonight. We just out won't put spaces world. in there. Yeah, we won't put no spaces. <laughs> we have to do that. Yo, what, what was it about Rakim that really resonated with you? Man, that guy, man, he was just so deep lyrically, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, every album he put out, and what I liked about him more importantly, he was, you know, he could have a beat that wasn't even that dope and still be fire. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Like some people was dope because they had a dope beat and their lyrics complimented the beat. But Rakim, there it is. You can have, have a, you can beat on the desk and he can rhyme dope. Oh yeah, there you go. And he yeah. rhyme dope. He just. It's just the art of MCing. I mean, if you want to know how to be an MC, you got to listen to Rock Kim and Kane and KRS One and some others. You know what I'm saying? You got to. You got All right. To. Talking about the reggae, Till Shallow by oh, Buju Bonson. Man, you know, spiritual. Spirit. Mm. Spiritual. That's a good one. That's a spiritual. good word. You impressed okay. me, MC Till. Was it? Was that? Never wasn't expecting that one. That was dope. That was dope too. <laughs> All right. It's it's a Big Daddy thing by Big Daddy Kane. Epic. Epic. Yeah. What's your fa favorite Big Daddy Kane album? Man, every one of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes, that's a good answer two, right there. The first two before he started kind of being Mr. Romantic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but for sure. Yeah. The first two, I'd have to be real about that, man. <laughs> I mean, I like Big Daddy Kane because he's a rhyme slayer, but he started trying to be Mr. You know, uh, Mr. Romantic. I kind of started. Prince of like, Darkness. Yo, yeah, yeah. Prince Dark. I know he called himself Dark Cable, God Gable, whatever he called himself now on Twitter. But man, when he was when he was just coming out with Raw and all of that, bro, 
That's yeah, what I'm like. Yeah. Romantic. I'm like, yo, bro, I ain't into no love song. I'm too young. Right now. <laughs> I'm trying to hear some lyrics. You know what I'm hey, saying? So that's me. Did did you did any of you all hear his album that he did with a, a band? He was like part of a band. Came out like a couple like I don't oh, know four no, years I ago. Haven't. Yeah, it's he's not really like front and center like some of the songs he's on, but very briefly. But it's like a funk band. Okay. And he jumps on. Yeah, it's pretty dope. dope. It's pretty dope. Wow. Um, dope. I mean, you can't deny who he is. I mean, yeah. he'll be Big Daddy King. It's just, you know, it's just the music at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? Okay, next one, Me Against the World by Tupac. Man, man sensational, man. Sensational. sensational. Yeah. Sensational. Do you have a favorite Tupac album? Man, he, he like, um, I mean, I think every album he put out was dope. I'm be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I can get any song, any album from Pop and not have a problem with it. <laughs> That's how I feel with pop. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Three more here. We got um Edutainment by oh. Boogie Damn Productions. Educational. Educational. Yeah. Educational. Ayo, I know you love this album. Man, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, man. Man, from start to finish, boy. Love's gonna get you. That's breath song. control. Who that control. breath control? Junior high yeah. with the beat plus screen. Yeah. Yeah. The new album he put out. Oh man, he took it back. You, are you feeling it? Yeah. Oh, am I? Dope. He killing it, man. Yeah, Chris, man. Oh yeah. man, he went back to the roots on that one. I was like, is this Chris? Oh, he went did. back to Chris Parker. That's yeah, what he, he went did. back on that album. For, for real. real. For real, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, two more. Mama said knock you out by LL oh, Cool yeah. J. Man, you know. Oh man. Let me see. I want to say the word powerful because of the type of way he put it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The songs in there, man. You know yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like this album. Profound, what do you think about this album, man? I saw your... Man, you, what you mean? I would, <laughs> I would... I said, yeah, you know, LL was a big influence for me, too. You know, besides yeah. Rakim. That, you know, yeah. but that album there, though, man. Yeah, powerful, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's some of Marley Mars' best work on that oh, album, yeah. production-wise. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last joint. I read you said I saw I read that that you wrote about that too about that being one of his best works. Oh, yeah. did you see that joint? I just yeah, posted. I yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Thanks for checking that out. Yeah, I appreciate I that. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, last one. You can speak to the you know to the album and the artist. This okay. is "Fear of a Black Planet" Planet by Public Enemy. Man, I'll say transformative. Transformative. Yeah. Because I feel like when that album dropped, yes. man, I think it changed a lot of things in the game, man. I think sure. it brought a lot of things to the forefront that people yes. wasn't looking at. I think Public Enemy, I'm, I'm grateful for this group because when they came out, they was a voice for the for the for people that was dealing with things. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel like without Public Enemy, uh, Chuck D being who he is, I think a lot of things that we see today probably wouldn't advance as much because of without them. I just got to give them they do, man. Don't get yeah. me wrong. There was a lot of people that was prolific back then. X-Clan, you know, you mm. mentioned one earlier before, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of dudes who were conscious and they brought some good music. Poor Righteous Teachers was dope, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I got to give public enemy they do, man. Them guys yeah, made a difference sure. in the game, man. For real. real. What do you think? Did you hear their new, newest album came out yeah. last year? What did you yeah. think about that? Man, it's, I mean, that STFU, that's, that's dope, man. I mean, but DJ Premier on it? Yeah, man, that's a burner. Yeah, that was fresh. Yeah, that's a burner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, anything with Chuck D, I feel is dope. I mean, he got some unique stuff that he put out that wasn't on the Public Enemy album, but yo, Chuck D been doing this thing for a minute. But that album there, you know, it's dope, man. Yeah, you know? and I, you know, I even pulled it up. As a matter of fact, what you gonna do when the grid goes down? That's a dope, yeah. dope album, man. 
I recommend any hip hop head buy that album, man, to support the and support PE. I also like how they uh they would they would do full on sentences to name their albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that's fun. true. <laughs> that's true. Million. That's true. I ain't never think about yeah. that. But you're right. Yeah, they got yeah. some of the longest album titles in, yeah, they in do. of any genre. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we uh, conclude here, is there anything we didn't get into, uh, so Rock, that you want to make sure that we touch on? Yeah, just to let everybody know, you know, just go and check out my website, www.sorack.com. That way you can check out the music, sign up. That way you can be informed about the new music. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically it for me. And then you can, you know, and purchase the music wherever music is sold. Yeah. And you can follow me at Sorack, at Sorack Music on any social media platform. Right on, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Well, we're, we're going to do these shout outs uh, here at okay. the end. We'll, we'll let you have the final word, the final shout outs. But, you know, what's a hip hop show without some shout outs? So, oh, yeah, um, yeah we'll, so we'll give you props and, and give you your final shout outs here in just a moment. But uh, right. let's, let's swing on over to Io Mas. Io Mas, you got any shout outs for us tonight? Yeah, man. Shout out to Boom Bap Chat, man. Uh, shout out to Soul Rack, man. It's Appreciate just a me. pleasure to meet you, brother. And yeah, the work likewise. that you're doing. Continue doing what you're doing, man. Uh, much love and respect to you. Um, and, you know, just just been thinking a lot about uh, the climate of, of the times, man, with what's going on with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I just want to shout out the Dante White's family, man, yeah, in, yeah. in Minnesota and, what, and what's going on. Uh, what's you know what's happening there and um, the family of the brother where the police got off in Wisconsin too. I just want yeah. to send some love to them too as well. I'm sorry I don't remember his name. Jacob Blake. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So just want to definitely shout out that family. Um, that's been heavy on my mind these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the climate that's going on. So just want to make sure I, I give space for that. You know? Yeah, right so, on. Yeah. Thank you for that, Io. Yeah, yeah. Neville. Got some shout outs for us. Shout outs, I want to give is just anybody that's a supporter for anything, you know, supporter for our lives, supporter of our businesses, mm. emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, anybody that's a supporter, man, of, of what, you know, of what we do and who we are. And um, like Solrak said, like any outlets that help promote what we promote. You know, it, it's the fuel that we need, and I really appreciate it. Um, that's it, I think. Those are my shout outs. Anybody who supports, that's it. God bless. Health and strength. Right. right on. Uh, profound. Uh, man, the shout out going to the children today. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, we'll start with the birthday boy, Zakir Rashid, 19 years old. Give him a shout today, man. I love you, boy doing big things man stay yourself do what you do uh shout out to amir rosie ariel daima and my man elijah who should what time is it uh, should be a man you know yeah. probably you know man but it's all good i love y'all and uh, my boom bat chat brother soul rack man definitely yeah. man very 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 good and honored to meet you tonight brother likewise um, and you know, continue blessings to you, man, on your career, man, and, and keep Appreciate moving. I, I'll see you out there. You know, yeah, I, I, we'll bump into yeah, we we yeah, gonna bump into each other. We right down the street anyway. Yeah, so we're gonna link, bro. We're gonna definitely link. Yeah, and I I, I want to uh, shout out Papa Gora, who's gonna be our guest next Friday or next Thursday on the Boom Bap Chat. He's uh, he's a phenomenal artist out of here where I'm at in Cincinnati. So really okay. excited to chat with him. Okay. 
Yes, and younger, so it'd be great to get his perspective on things. Um, also want to just, you know, before we we um, conclude with your shout out, Sorak, I, I do want to sure. open up just a few moments for a, a round robin shout out um, and, you know, just moment of, you know, dedication to DMX. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so want to make yes, sure that yes, we, yes, you know, yes, show him his flowers. I, I just remember, you know, when he came out, like the raw energy that mm -hmm. he came with and there was it, there was just no denying you know his skill and his talent and you know his his you know he was like the at least when his music came on it's like you had to listen to it even if you didn't like it you had to listen to it it was yeah. just that compelling and um he was just a larger than life figure you know to me at least in hip-hop just always had just that like i said it's just that raw energy that was is always so compelling no matter what so props to dmx any other any other thoughts y'all want to give on dmx before we go yeah, i definitely i definitely see dmx as like a tupac the second yeah. mm -hmm. coming of tupac yeah. or like following in that lineage mm -hmm. tupac you know the, just the honesty mm -hmm. of dmx like you know he he was transparent you know what i mean like he let you know he was struggling and he lets you know that he was in that wrestle between, you know, between uh, the world and his relationship with God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just got a lot of respect for DMX, man. Um, just so, you know, it, it's hurt that he passed so soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know he had other things that's in the works. Um, and yeah, man, I, I definitely, I definitely uh, just got much love and respect to DMX, who's truly, truly a hip hop icon. Mm -hmm. For real, for real, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, any other thoughts on DMX? Uh, man, you yeah. know, X is uh, you know, I I I didn't I bought that first album, but I all I didn't buy the rest of them, but I always paid attention to him though. You know, like you had to pay like X mm -hmm. made you pay attention to him whenever, yeah. whenever, whatever it was he was doing, you you stopped and paid attention. Um, and then just getting to uh, kind of see a little bit into his life from the outside looking in and, mm -hmm. and some of the what we may call demons that he may have had to go through or just to watch him. I watched him recently, um, like explain how his mother took him and left him uh, mm -hmm. at the at the home that he uh, whatever, wherever he was at, man. Yeah, and, man yeah. bro, and, and, you know, having you know, certain issues in your own life and you think mm -hmm. about certain things and happen in your childhood and things like that. And then you realize how blessed you are in certain in instances where mm -hmm. you might've been unhappy about a situation until you hear somebody else and see that their situation was 20 times worse than what you thought. Mm -hmm. and, and just to see him still trying to push through, you know what I mean? And, and, and just having the strength to be able to be who he is and be himself, yeah. man, and be unapologetically himself. Like you said, I, I just respect that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And man, God bless the dead. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. Rest I, in power, brother. Yeah. I, I can't say too much more than what you guys said, because you pretty much summed it up. Everything you felt and everything you said is what I would say. Um, you know, I celebrated him on my Twitter page for about two days, playing some of his music, even some of the artists I knew, put some of the artwork that they made of DMX just to honor him because, you know, a person like that, man, you know, one thing I will miss about him is that he had that authenticity, you know what I'm saying, somebody that was transparent in the music, 
he was unafraid and unabashed about what he went through. You heard about it. You know what I'm saying? It went from the, his heart to the paper. You know what I'm saying? And so with that being said, I have much respect for him and always will do. Like they say, deal makes forever, man. So word up. Rest in power, brother. Yeah. Rest in peace for sure. Yeah, I'll just say um, regarding DMX, uh, I was like you, profound. I got into the first album, but I was late to the party. I did not hear that album until like, I think around the time that the second album was about to drop, mm. that's when I got the first one. And when I listened to that album, I was blown away because so many of my friends and people from like school were telling me this thing toxic. And, and when I finally listened to it, I was like, this thing is classic. It, it yeah. was shocking to me how good it was. But there was something about it that I always thought in the beginning was, was very gimmicky, the barking, this and I'm like, this is dope, but what is this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That album, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like it, 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 he encompassed the body, that whole thing. And then um, some of the songs, uh, "Let Me Fly," "Give Me Death," whatever, "Take Away My Last Breath," or "Let Me Fly." Um, that internal battle and that struggle and that conflict, like what I was saying, very real, and it's still very real for you know people on the planet. Um, and even even great men, the heights of great men. There's still like flaws and things that they mm -hmm. have to work on. And uh, it's amazing that he shined that light in spite of what he came from and what he went through. And it's clearly somebody poured into him, which, which is why he was able to give so much. So whoever or wherever that love came from, grandma, Jesus, whatever the source was, it was in him and he had it yeah. to get, and he kept having it to pour. So clearly he was being poured into and he tapped into something in order to keep giving. And I think that um, he just basically put it, put it all in. Like he said, the second album, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Like it was mm -hmm. just real, you know, you could see him feel the authenticity. And the last thing that I'll say I remember the most is his strength, his in intensity, mm -hmm. and that, that, that energy. It, it's just nothing like that guy. Buster Rhymes probably is the closest for that. Yeah. Yeah. like performance wise DMX, Buster they're, they're rare and uh, Ed Lover said it he's a one of one there will not be another one you know before and there will not be another one after he's a mm -hmm. one and, that, and that's a fact and uh, Blue I saw a Blue post Blue, uh, her favorite color wrote that DMX is who inspired him to want to rap which I thought was very wow. interesting his style of music is so different yeah <laughs> whatever jazzy i was just like blue dmx i know he always yeah. says common but he said dmx is actually the one common inspired him to write songs and told him how to write songs but he said dmx was the one inspired him to really rhyme oh my crap oh. i was just like scratching that wow that's dope yeah so i saw that a couple of days ago shout out to oh. blue by the way it was his birthday a couple of days ago. oh dope 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 i would even say like even dmx his acting ability too, you know what I mean? Oh, to be able to yeah. make the transition from yeah, dope, man. music yeah. to the movies. Like my, me and my wife watched Belly. My wife never seen it before. Mm -hmm. It was like our first time watching it. And just what, like, I was kind of like focused on, usually when I watch Belly, I'm focused on Nas. Yeah. His, you know yeah. what I mean? But this time I really like keyed in on DMX, man. That dude gave an Oscar performance, yeah. man. Like, yeah. for real, for real. Like, mm -hmm. he's an amazing, uh, not only an amazing artist, well, he's a, made an amazing artist overall, not just mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. He's able to translate it from the music into the screen, too. So, shout yeah. out to that, too, as well. 
To the family of DMX, close friends, everyone that's mourning him, you know, we, we send our love for sure. And we, we hope and pray that you, you're getting the love and the, the comfort you need, you know, during this time for sure. Absolutely. Um, yo, so Rack, really appreciate you being here. Appreciate Absolutely. the good uh, energy you're putting out into this world and the things that appreciate you stand it, for. Um, so thank you for your time uh, with yeah. us tonight. Absolutely. And, we will give you the last shout outs. And oh, then okay. when, when you're finished, uh, we'll, we'll vibe out to just a little bit of uh, DMX because we can't get sued up in here. So we'll just- Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah you gotta do uh, the DMX. Yeah. So yeah, shout out. yeah, go ahead, Zorak. But shout out to you guys for giving me an opportunity to share in your platform. Let me talk about the music and talk about my memories. You know what I'm saying? Things that are dear to me. So I appreciate every one of you guys for providing that outlet and doing what you do for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to MJ for making the connection and giving artists an opportunity to be heard. That probably wouldn't without that connection. Yeah. Shout out to Big Bob for making the music. My people over in France, it's in France, um, Fix. And of course, all my people that's close to me, I can't name all of y'all. I'll be here all night, but don't blame the mind. Don't blame the, don't blame the heart, blame the mind. You know what I'm saying? And we leave it at that. Appreciate all right. you guys, cool. man. Yep, appreciate you being here. All right. Thanks to all of our listeners tonight. Okay. There's so many that don't know. This goes out to my nigga Q. Rest in peace, baby. You still here with me? What they don't know is the bullshit, the drama, the guns, the armor, the city, the farmer, the babies, the mama, the projects, the drugs, the children, the.